Welcome to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast, hosted by Creelan Peters, the fear whisperer of Creelan.com. Listen in as Creelan interviews powerful people who have tamed their fears, embraced their greatness, and gotten out of their own damn way. And now, Creelan Peters. Welcome to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast. I'm your host, Creelan Peters, the fear whisperer. Today, I welcome Julie Salisbury, and she is joining us from... Canada. So yay, another Canadian on the show. I love it. I love the widespread reach that this show gets. Before I bring Julie on the line, though, I just want to tell you a little bit more about her. She is the founder and president of Influence Publishing, Inc. and Inspire a Book Publishing Coaching. She has coached over 800 authors with her unique Inspire a Book process to draw out the life story and purpose. She has published over 90 titles through Influence Publishing, Inc. since 2008. Julie circumnavigated the world by sailboat, train, plane, and bus, taking seven years to complete the journey. She is the author of Around the World in Seven Years, A Life-Changing Journey, and has been featured in international TV, radio, and press, including the Daily Mail in the U.K., she is a professional speaker and won the 62nd Global, I'm sorry, Golden Gavel uh, Speech Competition in 2008, as well as many other speaking awards. Julie was recognized with the prestigious awards Woman of Worth, Spirit, Success, and Soul 2013, and Unlimited Woman of Creativity 2013. I feel like I need to give you a standing ovation right now, Julie. <laughs> <laughs> Really, it's quite funny. Oh my goodness! Yay, Julie's on! Yay! (laughs) Thank you. What a lovely welcome. Yes, and welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you. Thank you, and I'm really glad to be here. And uh, yeah, I'm really excited to be uh, talking to you. Wonderful. So I have a really big question for you. You ready? Oh, yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> so, and I know, I know because I'm also a high achiever and I have a lot of, a lot of things that I've accomplished and, you know, people like us never get in our own damn way, right? So, <laughs> I want to know, um, how it is you've stayed out of your own damn way, but also if you want to show how you've gotten in it and out of it, that would be okay too. <laughs> sure, that's. Uh, I'd be. I would love to tell you the story. So, um, yes, I did. I, I actually always. Uh, I would. I would say until I was thirty, I got in my own way all the time. Actually, uh, when I was uh, in the UK and I was going down that normal path of you know expectations, where you know we're going to get to the top of our career ladder and then we're going to get married and get into uh, the big house that overlooks the golf course and you know when we when we got there then you know we're there we're there um but mm-hmm. i guess by the age of 32 i realized that that's really um you know when you get there then what you know so what yeah. and and i think that's when i realized that um you know i was left feeling well what's life all about right you know what 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 is actually you know what is my power what is truly my gift you know i, I heard people talking about you know get out your own way and step into your power or step into your gift or what is your passion and what is your purpose and i'm thinking 
I have no idea what these people are talking about at all. <laughs> but what I do know is that, you know, what I'm doing right now is not, it's not really exciting me. So I was not really, um, you know, I was not following uh, my own power. And I didn't even know what it was. I had no idea. Uh, I just knew that something wasn't right. And, you know, uh, I'm English, so what happens with the with the Great Brits is we have this stiff upper lip. And, you know, yeah. we just do what we're told to do. We just, you know, we're told that we're supposed to get this big job and be successful and blah, blah, blah. And so, you know, I, I guess in some respects, I, I almost, um, I didn't even know I had a way to get, uh, you know, out of. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yes, yeah, so I really did a, a, a really kind of a spectacular, uh, you know, eat, pray, love episode, and I, <laughs> I left my husband, and I left oh. my my high flying career, and I actually signed over the million dollar house to my to my husband, and um, and literally just put a backpack on my back and uh, decided to go traveling to to you know actually go find myself right. I mean you can't mm-hmm. get out of your own way until you know where you are right. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. So yeah, so I spent uh, I, I ended up spending seven years uh, traveling around the world and. Of course, that comes with with lots and lots of adventures. Um, but after seven years, when I uh, I ended up really at the kind of the end of my travel um, in Canada, and uh, I met my now husband. And in the process of you know sort of trying to figure out, well, what do I do with my life now? I guess that's when that was the turning point where I actually did get out of my own way, and I just let. I just let life lead me, you know. I just said, um, you know, I had lots of people saying I should write a book, and so I thought, right, okay, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna dive into this project, and um, I'm just going to, you know, let let this book write me, and and that's what I did. So I think that's the first time that I really did step into, you know, getting out of my own way, um, and you know, even though um, there was there were there were many reasons why. Um, you know, I would, I would think, you know, writing a book was a bad idea. Um, but it did actually lead me to now, 10 years later, um, being a book publisher and, um, and helping other people, uh, write and publish their books. So, yeah, I think when you do get out of your own way, then, uh, yeah, watch out because there's really no, no stopping you. <laughs> Oh no! (laughs) Yeah, it's like it's a responsibility too, but it's also really, really powerful and exhilarating at the same time. So it was kind of that balance. But yes, it's like I'm out of my own damn way now. What? Like ah! Yeah, yeah. I I say it's like holding on to the magic carpet, right? It's just like Mm -hmm. you know, once you've got out of your way, and you just really are, you know, you're just going to go for the ride. And um, and it's amazing what happens. So I just say, you know, hold on to that magic carpet ride. Uh, Hold on tight because (laughs) it's going to be quite. It's going to be quite the ride. I'm laughing because I'm totally going through uh, the hanging on for dear life uh, situation today. So I can totally appreciate it. So sometimes on the way to the good stuff, other stuff happens that isn't so good and, and it bumps you off your carpet. And then yes. you have to like clutch it and like, I'm not leaving this damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Hold on tight. 
Exactly. I love it. I love it. And you know what I love about your story and your vulnerability right now is really sharing how you didn't know what your purpose was at first. Because I think a, a lot of people think that they should know. Like, if they mm. don't know, there's something wrong with them. And everyone mm-hmm. else has a purpose and this and that. Yeah. You know, I because I, I just happen to be one of those people. I had a calling from a very early age. I just got in my own damn way, and it took me a while to get there. Mm-hmm. But some people just... They're not, you know, they don't know, and that's okay. Yeah. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. we, we've got to go through life. We've got to go through some experiences before life reveals itself oh, um, yeah. and reveals yeah. our purpose to us. Yeah. Yeah, and actually, you know, uh, it, it's the writing of the book that really revealed my purpose because, you know, I think we do go through life and, um, you know, slowly, slowly, you know, things are revealed to us. Um, but what happens is unless you actually spend the time to actually go back, and it's almost like picking up breadcrumbs, right, where you're sort of picking up the breadcrumbs of your life, and uh, and they're almost like little clues. And then in that process, suddenly you have all these light bulbs go off. Um, I mean, for me, for example, I, um, you know, I always struggled at school. And, in fact, the only subject I ever, ever excelled in was English literature. But I never, I never sort of thought about that. I never thought, well, how uh-huh. odd. I wonder why I, I only ever, <laughs> you know, did well in English literature. You know, and I ne- it never... It never even occurred to me to to think about that. Um, and then when I came to actually writing my life story, or you know that it was affected me my life story. I mean, the last that seven years of traveling was a very reflective time of kind of you know really getting outside of your normal four walls and experiencing you know different cultures and different countries and. Uh, and you really, you you really are opening yourself to all kinds of possibilities. Um, but still, you know, after seven years, I, I still kind of had that. I, I really don't know. Uh, you know, I went off around the world to go find myself, and I'm still not exactly sure that I did. And um, but mm. when I started writing the book, everything came so clear. It was almost like all these pieces, you know, kind of coming, you know, just kind of slotting into place. Um, and since then, you know, I've, I've helped, well, I guess would be now close to a thousand, uh, people, uh, through, uh, a program that I do, which actually helps them figure out what their life purpose is, uh, through the process of writing the book. And that leads to just amazing, um, I would say, you know, eye-opening, uh, uh, purpose that some people didn't, didn't, you know, they might think that they're, they're very clear on their purpose, but, um, once they start to really delve into their story, it's really amazing what happens. And, um, you know, a lot of that is, is being willing to be vulnerable and like really, you know, totally getting out of your way, um, completely sort of pulling away the veils and, and allowing yourself to be vulnerable and say, you know, well, maybe sometimes in order for me to truly serve my purpose means I've got to be vulnerable. I've got to kind of go to that place where I'm willing uh, to kind of really reveal, you know, all of the challenges I've had in my life. Uh, and by mm-hmm. doing that, you know, it actually um, opens the doors in terms of, well, oh, look, that's who I'm supposed to serve. That really is my purpose because now these people identify with me because I've been willing to be vulnerable. 
It's so true. I'll tell you when, you know, when I'm going through my own stuff, my, my first inclination as is probably not other people's, um, to go, Hey, I'm going through a crisis. Like I, I don't broadcast, um, stuff usually as I'm going through it. Um, or I, I tend to kind of shrink and constrict, mm. um, and kind of, go inward and, and try and, and deal with it. And I think a lot of people are like that. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, there's other stuff going on with social media. Like sometimes people will blast it out there and you're just like, really? Yeah. <laughs> that's, a whole other, that's a whole other conversation. But um, yeah. I think that that vulnerability is beautiful. And mm-hmm. it's, there's such tremendous strength and courage in allowing yourself to be vulnerable, whether it's in front of people or not, to be honest, yeah. but yeah. to really to get down to that core and to be honest and just to say, like, vulnerability, all vulnerability is is just being truthful yeah. about what has actually happened and about how you're feeling. That's, that's yeah. really all it is. Yeah. And it is easy. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, and it is. I mean, it is the ultimate getting out of your own way. Right. When mm-hmm. you can really take away all of the masks and anything that you're, you know, that you're you're giving to. I mean, because I'm, I'm I'm a world expert at this being English because you know the English are really good <laughs> at you know <laughs> you know the stiff upper lip and you know don't show your feelings and uh, you know we we we're, we're raised wearing our masks right. You just don't mm-hmm. you, you don't. My my mum's favorite saying is just put it to the back of your mind you know mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. if, it's, yeah. if it's going to create any a conflict uh, or or god forbid that you know emotions might come up to the surface um you know don't 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 go there um but i think getting out of your own way um it really is like you know get out of your own way actually just go to that place and and take off that mask and um and allow uh, you know, allow that uh, that real place because I think that's where we really serve people, right? When when we go um, to those places where you just don't want to go. I mean, I've published a lot of books in this. You know, everything from you know sexual abuse right through to uh, you know cancer survivors or um, mm-hmm. you know people that have traveled around the world in a wheelchair and. You know, what really makes all those stories really special is that they, uh, the author has actually, you know, has been willing to go and, uh-huh. and give all the ugly stuff as well. And to, um, and then people are inspired by that. You know, they're inspired yeah. by that journey and they can say, wow, like, look what she did and look what she overcame and look how strong she is now. And, uh, and, and I think then you, you truly, are getting out of your own way when you're willing to go there. Absolutely. I, I, I think that is so true. I, and there, like I said, there's such beauty in that. But, and, and really going in, um, I, I think, you know, and there's, you know, everyone's different and everyone has their different thresholds of how much do I share and what forum and all of that. But I think, um, I know for me, the more that I am vulnerable with, myself, with my family, with my friends, with my colleagues, with my clients, like, it it just connects people. Like, mm-hmm. you don't have to be vulnerable. Like, if I'm vulnerable and I'm talking to you, that connects us on a, a deeper level 
Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, every time that you're vulnerable with someone, it, there's a connection. And it may be a, a fleeting connection, but it's, it's a connection. And, oh, yeah. And that's what I think it's all about is really connecting, making sure that we understand that we're not alone. And that's what yes. I think the work that you're doing with your authors, it just what it does is it shows other people out there that because they're in a wheelchair too, they can do maybe not the same thing. That might not be their dream to do, but they can do other things. Oh, yeah. Someone who's, you know, been um, sexually abused or another form of abuse um, can, you know, do this. And, you know, like mm-hmm. for first, for starters, write a book, right? So, oh, <laughs> well, that's, you know, <laughs> yeah. That, I mean, that's a big thing, right? I mean, you know, I've been doing this for, you know, I mean, uh, over 10 years now. And uh, I would say uh, the biggest objection to people sharing their stories is that they don't think they're good enough. You know, either they don't mm. think their story is interesting enough or they don't think their writing's good enough or they don't think that, uh, you know, people want to, you know, hear them or listen to their story, that their story's, you know, boring or not interesting enough. Um, but I would say, like, the biggest objection is definitely that, you know, people think that, you know, just simply I'm not good enough, whatever uh-huh. version of that is. Um, and in a couple of years ago, I found out that I was dyslexic. And I actually found that out because I was working with an author um, that was actually writing a book about dyslexia. And it was a fascinating subject. You know, I was like, I was like, wow, this is not what I expected at all. This is incredible. You know, found out that all these famous people like Richard Branson and Albert Einstein, all these, these famous sort of entrepreneurs and scientists were all dyslexic. And, um, and then she just suddenly turned around to me because we were in the middle of this, um, workshop that I do when I'm, when I'm helping people to kind of just sort through their life stories and, and, you know, figure out how you, take all of that and squeeze it into a book and she kind of said to me uh, oh Julie you do realize you have a dyslexic mind and um, and I just said to say well just can you say that a little quieter because that's really bad for business <laughs> right <laughs> being a dyslexic publisher is probably not a good idea to be talking about <laughs> on a radio show uh, <laughs> but anyway apparently I'm doing a TED talk on Saturday and actually telling the world so um, you know that's I guess a really good example because what I realized was that every time I said that to somebody um, they they just suddenly felt wow I mean Here's me thinking that my writing's not good enough or, you know, that my language is, you know, English is my second language or, you know, or that, um, you know, I'm, I'm scared about my grammar not being good enough or I can't write. Mm-hmm. And then and then I just look at them and I say, well, I'm dyslexic and I'm a publisher. And they kind of look and their eyes go really big and they kind of go, wow, I would never yeah. thought that. That's amazing. And I'm like, well, so what's stopping you? So I think it becomes really inspiring, like when you when you're when you're willing to go there. And I mean, that took me a long time, right? I mean, over ten years. And sure enough, I mean, I I didn't like I said, I didn't find that until a couple of years ago, and um, that was quite by accident. But I didn't. I certainly didn't. Uh, you know, my first 
my first place was, oh, oh, I shouldn't tell people about that, right? People are going to judge me and think that's a really bad thing. Um, but the more I found out about it, the more I realized, oh, wow, you know, this is actually a gift. You know, there's uh-huh. the, the way the mind works and everything that comes with that, you know, it means that they're very creative people. And, of course, there's actually lots of authors that are actually dyslexic, like Agatha Christie, right? She was... She was dyslexic. Mm. And um, so, I mean, you know, it's really interesting that, you know, uh, that's a good example of saying getting out of your own way where you just like look at that and you and it's like, oh, no, I'm, I'm not going to I'm not going to let, let the world know about that because I'm too afraid of being judged. But when you do, the results are amazing, like really amazing. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, I find it, I find it very, uh, interesting that whole concept of getting out of your own way and what that means. I think it's fascinating. I do too. And, and just what you said, it made me think that, you know, maybe that's a gauge when you have those thoughts of, I don't want to be judged. I'm not good enough. That's the cue that, that's the thing you need to do. Mm-hmm. So I, and I like to help people recognize, like, what what do you feel, like, in your body? What are the thoughts you have? Um, you know, what is going on for you at that moment, at that crucial point where you have a decision to either go for it or run away? And mm-hmm. if you can identify, and then you've got to build the evidence that if you go for it, you're not going to die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you may, you know, feel a little lightheaded or dizzy, have dry mouth, you know, some other things may happen, but you're not going to physically die mm-hmm. for taking that particular risk. So the more evidence you can build that that is true, then that then becomes a signal of this is where I need to push myself. And I, for, I have um, really good support around me, but I also am able to recognize there's a feeling I get in my body that tells me that I am so excited and scared at the same time and I'm going to go for it. Like, there's mm-hmm. just this, like, rising up between my stomach and my heart that I just feel this, like, buzzing energy. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's what I got to do. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, when well, I'm in touch with that, yeah, then I know I'm like, okay, this is good. This is good, even though I'm having these other thoughts going on. I think they, do they say, uh, fear is excitement in motion? <laughs> oh, I, I haven't heard that one. I love that. There's another one that I love that I use all the time with fear is excitement without breath. And, right. um, yeah, so I love that one. Fear is excitement in motion. Is that what you yes. said? Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. okay. Yeah. I'm going to write that yeah. down. <laughs> I you think I'm joking? I'm writing it. I'm writing it right now. <laughs> is that is that a quote or is that something you just said? I think that's um, that's probably uh, my version of uh, of excitement and fear. The relationship between excitement and fear, because I think that um, you know when we're when we're feeling that excitement, it also comes with fear. Because yeah. we're actually going into new territory, and um, you know, and and if there is, I mean, I think if you if you're comfortable with life, right? If you're just living a life that's really comfy and cozy, and it has no challenges, then we've stopped growing, right? We've stopped growing, and we've stopped, um, you know, we've stopped. Really, I, I guess in some ways we've stopped the excitement, right? We're excited yeah. when we're experiencing new things. 
so therefore, when that excitement is in motion, of course, we're going to feel fear because it's new. So, um, yeah, I should write that down myself. <laughs> yes, yes, you should. Absolutely. And I, I just, I love that. I love that concept of fear is excitement in motion. I got it. I got it written down. It's, it's beautiful. Yeah. No, we, we're on the same page. I, I feel you. <laughs> because fear, and what I like to say is fear shows us the edges, right? The edges yes. of our comfort zone. And, um, I, I was like contemplating too as you were just, um, talking about my life that I was like, have I ever had a time in my life where I felt super comfortable? I'm like, I haven't. You know, I, mm-hmm. I shouldn't say it that way. I mean, it's not like I'm in chaos all the time, but I, I, I'm wired to continually strive, continually grow, continually look for new opportunities um, because that's just who I am. And I, mm-hmm. I love finding new ways to do things and to yes. experience life. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm just like, oh, well, I don't I, – but I have to say that I do envy people who can have a certain amount of comfort – where I don't feel like I could have comfort, like people who can have a job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, right. Mm, yeah, that whole J-O-B thing. Uh, yeah, I like, and be really comfortable and happy there. Like, mm-hmm. I can be I can be okay in a job, but I, like, I'm always looking to improve things, and that's not always the most popular thing with the mm-hmm. higher-ups is <laughs> you're yeah. pointing out what's not working, yeah. <laughs> well, and I think that's what happened to me, right, is that, you know, when I was in that comfortable, you know, I, I was really at the top of my ladder when I was in the U.K., um, and, uh, but, you know, that comfort comes with, what well, it doesn't, that comes with, with boredom, no excitement. It's, I mean, like, I was really left in that place of, like, well, is this it? Like, is this really mm-hmm. it? You know, I'm 32 years old, um, and I'm now where everyone's been telling me I was supposed to get to. So now I'm there. So now what? Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like right. There's no excitement, right? Okay, I could go off for a two-week holiday somewhere, you know, to try and bring some excitement. I mean, I, I was like an excitement junkie, right? But, you know, jump out of a plane or go hang gliding or, you know, you know, just trying all these different things, going up in a hot air balloon, things to try and bring excitement into my life. But I guess um, I guess I realized at some point that, uh, you know, excite, real excitement is fear, right? Real excitement yeah. is saying, you know what? I'm, 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 I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm out of here. Right? I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave everything. Right? I'm going to burn yeah. all of my bridges and I'm leaving everything, right? I'm leaving, uh, you know, and, and, and that was, there was a lot of fear around that. But of course, at the mm-hmm. same time, lots of excitement because, yeah. you know, on one hand, I'm, I'm leaving my family. I'm leaving my country. I'm leaving my husband. I'm leaving all my security. I'm, you know, no such thing as like health insurance or, you know, no plan. I mean, I cashed in my, my pension, you know, everything. I, I, I just totally burnt all of my bridges. Um, but wow, was that exciting. <laughs> <laughs> It sounds like it, and and scary too. But I, you know, the thing is, if it weren't, here's what I look about fear too: is if if it means something to you, you're going to have some fear around it. You yes. know, it's if we're not vested in something, we don't really have a lot of feeling about it. Yeah. So right. 
you know, I that's why then that's how I gauge things too. Is if 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 I go eh to an idea or a person, even you know, it's like it's, I always compare business and dating. So I'm like, if I go eh to a person, I'm like, no, <laughs> that's not the right relationship for me, right? So right. There's got to be some right. excitement around it. Um, yes, for sure. Yeah, and and you know, and to embrace that excitement means you've got to get out of your own way, right? Because you know, if if you are just going to uh, not allow yourself, well, I mean, it takes a lot of self confidence and self esteem to to say, hey, you know, actually, I can do this. I really can do this. There's, there's absolutely nothing that that's going to stop me. And I and I think that that is. Um, you know, it, when I was 32, I was invincible, right? When I decided I was going to go, you know, I, I, I went, I thought, oh, I'm going to go sailing around the world. That sounds like a great idea. <laughs> People said, have you ever been sailing before? I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> so so you're actually just like you're leaving everything to go sailing. Like, like what if you don't like it, <laughs> right? And then I'll do something else. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I, I think that, you know, if we just really trust that we have, we're so powerful, there's so much that we can do. Um, and like you say, um, you know, in the theme of your ready show, just get out of your own way and, and, and embrace that. Embrace your power. Embrace what you're capable of. And, uh, yeah, life is definitely more exciting then. <laughs> it is. It absolutely is. And 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 we are our own worst enemies. It's just the way it is. And um yes. we do we get we have opportunities to get in our way, we have opportunities to get out of our way. Um and the thing is I don't know that there's ever a point where we are completely a hundred percent always out of our own damn way. I think it it's kind of this ebb and flow. We get in, we get out. I think the goal is to get out of our own damn way faster each time mm-hmm. and and to really allow and recognize fear to be part of the process. And I, what I teach, too, is how to use fear as a catalyst rather than a crutch because mm-hmm. so many people look at fear as a stop sign when it's really a green light or maybe a yellow light, but it's not – it's not a, you know, a time to, like, slam your brakes on so that everyone crashes into you. That's yes, that's right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. But, but, yeah, there's there's a lot to learn from it. But, yes, fear is, this is what I tell, fear is a good thing. I yes. love fear. Yes. Yes. We just it need to understand it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is a good thing. And I mean, I, I, and this, in my experience, this is, um, you know, the, the books that I tend to work on uh, tend to be people that have experienced a lot of fear, uh, or trauma, or, you know, it, it's when you've experienced something in your life that's either traumatic or fearful, you know, that is kind of the turning point then, because I think that is when you realize how powerful you really are. You know, when you've overcome some kind of adversity, whether it's, you know, a personal uh, trauma or whether it's a physical trauma or even a mental illness type trauma, you know, when you overcome that, that's when you realize, wow, like, this is really what I'm capable of. Um, and that's when also you know that, you know, if you're willing, you can actually be of service and help other people 
um, you know, have been in similar situations, but they're struggling with that. Um, and I think, mm-hmm. I think really those, those are the kind of books that, and I always say to myself, um, actually, <laughs> people say, people say to me, oh, you know, that's amazing. You're like a walking encyclopedia. You know, are you, are you actually a counselor? <laughs> and I'm like, you know, every time I have a problem in my life, a book comes along to help me. <laughs> and yeah, it's like, and yeah. it's not, and really, it's not, it's, it's the book is the person, right? They come to me and they're like, you know, I'm like, so what are you writing your book about? Well, I'm writing my book about, um, you know, my challenge with my, it, my, with my dad, for example, right? You know, I'm, t- I'm going to talk about, you know, uh, family trauma and how, you know, relationship with my father has, you know, has, has led me to, you know, uh, uh, have a problem with money or, you know, or, or not be able to do something in my life because of the way that I was, you know, raised uh, in this belief system with my dad. And then I would go, oh, how interesting, because I'm actually <laughs> having those kind of challenges right now. So I yeah. guess this is a book that we're going to be working on together. And so <laughs> it's... Uh, <laughs> So I always That's find it perfect. very interesting, right? Right, what pops oh, up yeah. and um, it's yeah. not a coincidence, but yeah. I think that's great. So, so then you just you just manifest all of these people to kind of come in your life, and then you get different perspectives, and it helps you deal with whatever you're dealing with. Absolutely, absolutely, I and love you it. know, and many times I don't even know. You know, like like dyslexia, right? Going back to that, that's yeah. a great that's a great example. I, I had no idea I was dyslexic, absolutely no idea. I would never have even guessed, or you know, just n- not at all. And you know, and then Sue comes to me, and we start working on her book, and she talks about dyslexia, and then you know, and as, as we're going kind of through the book and on and her observations of you know, uh, her history with dyslexia and her son's history with dyslexia. And she starts saying things like, you know, uh, one of the problems is the sense of direction, right? Like, like, have you ever, do you ever get lost? And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, I mean, do I ever get lost? <laughs> like, even when I've got Siri in my hand and that little dot is walking down the street, I still can't follow it. I'm still going in the wrong direction. I like, I, I kind of like, I look at it and I see where I'm going to go and then I put it in my pocket and then I get it out a couple of minutes later to check where I am. And I have been walking in the opposite direction to the way I was supposed to go. Mm. And mm-hmm. that is like every single time. And I'm like, oh, that's why that happens. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's kind of, yeah. yeah, I know. I sort of made a joke that that's how I ended up traveling around the world for seven years is because I was so scared. <laughs> yeah, like I didn't want to get lost, right? So I just thought, I figured if I, like the world is round, if I keep walking in the same direction, eventually I'll come back to where I started, right? <laughs> that's great. That's absolutely great. I love it. Oh my gosh, Julie, I have loved our conversation today. Um before we wrap it up, I would love for you to share with my audience how they can get in touch with you and learn more about your work. Oh, absolutely. Uh, the best place, actually, is if you go to inspireabook.com. So it's all one word, inspire a book. And uh, I have a section of the website called resources, and it has lots of uh, interviews I've done just like this, um, but some are going to a little bit more detail about you know, taking the first steps to sharing your life story and, you know, why it's worthwhile and uh, why it's a good idea. 
Um, and then I've got some sort of Q&As. And so for those people that are sort of really contemplating, you know, they're kind of at this, usually what it is actually, they're not contemplating. Somebody else has told them. Somebody has said, you should write a book. You should share your story. You know, you should do this. You should be speaking about it. You need to help people because you're an expert. And that's usually what happens. And so uh, get on the path. You can go to the website, inspirabook.com, and there's lots of kind of videos and resources where you can kind of just get a feel um, for, you know, what's involved. And then you can always just drop me um, an email. I um, I offer 30-minute uh, uh, coaching consultations to people that are serious. So, I mean, you know, that it's not for people who just say, oh, I think maybe I might like to write a book. And there is kind of a proposal form that I'll send out prior to that to qualify you. Um, that if you are serious and you want some help and you want to help help me figure out, you know, what the purpose of that book is and what direction to go in, then uh, give me a call. Uh, and you can contact me through the website or uh, contact at inspirabook.com. And, uh, yeah, and, I'm, uh, and I'm, I'll get to find out then what the next uh, step in my life is when the yeah. book comes to me. <laughs> Oh, my goodness, that's awesome. So thank you, Julie, so much for being a guest on the show. You're welcome. It was such a pleasure talking to you. You too. And thank you all for listening to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast. Be sure to stay tuned for more episodes of people sharing their stories of how they've learned to get out of their own damn way. Thanks so much for listening. Are you a master at getting in your own damn way in life or in business? Let Creelan Peters, host of the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast, show you how to tame your fear and embrace your greatness. Take her free quiz at creelan.com slash quiz. That's K-R-Y-L-Y-N dot com slash quiz. You've been listening to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast with Creelan Peters, the Fear Whisperer. Join us next time for more inspirational stories and leave a review on iTunes. You can also find us at creelan.com slash podcast. That's K-R-Y-L-Y-N dot com slash podcast. Thanks for tuning in.